Hey everyone, my name is Brian Howard. I'm a Calgary realtor who has sold an average of a house a week since moving to this great city in 2003. And this is Calgary Living, real estate and lifestyle. I'm interviewing Calgary's top performers as it relates to living and lifestyle in our great city. Some of the podcasts will be real estate decisions specific, but most will be about life in Calgary and why we choose to live here, or at least why you should visit. Thanks for tuning in. Hey folks, welcome to another edition of Living in Calgary. Today I have our mayor candidate, Charlie Wang, on the show. Welcome, Charlie. Thank you. And first off, how do we pronounce your name correctly? <laughs> My name is Charlie. Charlie Wang. Wong. Well, great. Well, Shelly, I want to first start off this podcast by thanking you for stepping up as, uh, you know, having the heart, having the desire to want to lead our city as Calgary's next mayor. Can you tell me a little bit about how you came to be in this position? To run this election, right? Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> What motivated you to want to lead this city? I think it's very cool and inspiring. Yeah, it's a very, very challenging. Actually, I never thought about this uh, before last November, actually, never. Mm -hmm. Even though I ran federal election in 2019 as an independent, I didn't have any interest of uh, municipal politics at all before 2011. Did I didn't 20, feel, yeah. 2011, November, 2019. Before November. Yeah, 20, uh, last year. Yeah, 2020, yeah, last year. What actually shocked me was uh, the news, seeing 11% of Calgarians couldn't pay their property tax even after the three months extension last year. 11%? Yeah, 11% worse than that. Mm -hmm. Our mayor said he was not that concerned. I right. take that deeply, personally. If I was the mayor there, I would not be able to sleep. Right. 11% of your citizens can't pay the property tax category. Mm -hmm. We are so proud of us. Remember 10 years ago, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. How can you imagine we have today? Mm -hmm. I yeah, can't I accept that. I was looking at your campaign and that seems to be a big part. And I was a bit shocked myself at how taxes have increased. Do you want to just share with our listeners how the taxes have changed in Calgary since, I don't know, it's really in the last 10 years or 15 years. We just give us, give us a few facts. Yes. I've gone through city's annual report since 1998. Mm -hmm. That's what I can find with the city clerk's uh, help. But uh, for a wider range of data, I can find from 2003. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember you moved here from 2003, from the east, right? Correct. So I moved here for the economy much... and the Alberta yeah. advantage. <laughs> so those data are actually what happened in Calgary during the time. You witnessed them all since 2003. So I mm -hmm. will base that on 2003. Thank you. So that means I'm not going to say the 2003 city's spending was, was too high or too low. I'm saying based on that. And then every year after that, based on that 2003, based on our population increase and inflation. So, and then our taxation, our city spending. So what happened is from 2003 to 2019, mm -hmm. that's before pandemic, no excuse of the pandemic. Yeah. Last 16 years, inflation was 32%, but our city's average salary increased 64%. Mm -hmm. More than that, mm -hmm. our population increased by 39%, but city's staffing increased 47%. So one is a few 8% higher, one is doubling the inflation. You know what that means in money, in dollars. I would say 2019 alone, that's year, one year. Mm -hmm. yeah. By that one year, that overinflation and the population increase of city's salary 
means $520 million. Wow. How much our property tax increased? Still based on 2003. Right, how much? On a per capita base, I said inflation was 32. Mm-hmm. Or municipal, residential property tax increased 129%. Ouch. That's four <laughs> times of inflation. So but we got a, yeah, our, in our property tax, we have a, a small portion of um, education tax go to the province. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about a municipal property tax. Yeah. But for business, for per business basis, that's 103%. Wow. Still over yeah. three times. That is why even people with higher income still feel property tax going up too much. Yeah. On that note, when we moved here in 2003 for the schools, really was the number one reason from, uh, for our kids, as well as the Alberta Advantage. Uh, that year, Ralph Klein gave my daughter, who was in grade four, a check for about, I think it was like around $435 out of the, uh, I don't know, Alberta coffers. And she bought herself a Mac computer. And I started investing in real estate in Calgary at that time and was like shocked coming from the East Coast at how low property taxes were and delighted by it. That is not how I feel today about the property taxes I pay on those investment properties. Yeah, I can see. With the little data I had between 1998 and 2003, I can see cities expanding, cities stopping, cities' uh, average salary increased pretty decently mm-hmm. with the inflation and population growth. Since about 2003, or maybe a little bit, 2006, something like that, then, especially Nash's time, mm-hmm. it was a disaster. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying he did really bad, yeah. but he didn't turn the trend. Okay. Getting more about lifestyle in Calgary, what, what strikes you about Calgary? What do you love about Calgary? My background is a petroleum geologist. Mm-hmm. So that. when I moved to Canada in 2007, I was thinking of a, a medium-sized city like uh, Regina. Mm-hmm. But my friend told me, you are a geologist. Job is only here. So mm-hmm. you, you don't think about that, that. This I know I have to be here. And I love it here because Calgary is so clean. It's a mm-hmm. big city, but so clean compared with uh, like Houston, you know, Houston right. is bigger, but mm-hmm. Calgary is like a village. It's very clean. At least at that time, right? Yeah. A few days not bad because of smoke. Yeah, that's fires. But we, we are really clean as a city as this size. Yeah, I, I love that. Okay. And how about the boom bust economy of Calgary? How do you cope with it personally amongst your own family, friends, you know, your colleagues at work? Shall we do yourself save for a rainy day? How do you how do you feel about the boom bust economy of Calgary? And is yes, that for, are we done with booms and busts? It's like for working in the oil industry, we experienced that since we were in school, mm-hmm. actually. Because this industry is a worldwide industry. No country, at least Canada, Canada doesn't have control on that. So we know it's gonna happen. I have friends, actually, at the best time, 2007, they changed their career. They moved to Middle East just for a safer job. They know things can go wrong. Some people are smart. So they know at the best time, they move away. They sell their their companies, what is that? Their stock shares. Yeah. So you have to leave the company to do that, right? Then that's a... Some people can be really smart. But we all know it's going to go down anytime soon for whatever reason. Just a second oh. here. We don't we don't all know. I mean, these <laughs> guys that have grown up and lived oil and gas industry maybe know, like you yourself. Like you just occurred to me that you know you have uh, you're an international citizen. You know, born in China and um, and came to you know choose to come to Calgary. And uh, you knew because you were you know geologist. And so um, yeah, that's interesting. Me coming more from the service industry, like I don't know these things. <laughs> and and at least probably seventy five percent of the population <laughs> are like me. That that's interesting. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. And how, so do you yourself, like based on your upbringing and, you know, what you know, as a working in the oil and gas biz, do you, do you save for a rainy day? Yes, that's for sure. Yeah. To be, Good. yeah. You know, as a parents, right? You, you know, you have more responsibility than yourself. Mm-hmm. You took care of your family, your wife, your kids, and you don't want to be a burden of your community or your older parents. That's, that's the thing. You have to be responsible for whatever happened beyond your control. So mm-hmm. Good. Well, I'll try to be more responsible. And tell me, um, what is it that about your real estate? How have you done in Calgary yourself with your real estate? Again, this shows a little bit real estate and lifestyle. What are some of the real estate decisions you've made? And have they been yeah. good? Have it worked? Has it worked out for you? Yeah. Within my first year, I got a job as a professional geologist. But uh, I didn't like some guys. They go buy a house in a few months. I waited a couple of years. Mm-hmm. just to be safe so just to feel more comfortable and uh, you know what i did i told my realtor i love irt i don't like driving that much right and i don't have a parking space in downtown for, for my company so okay. so i take so my first my option what i choose my 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 house my community first is safety yeah everything is safe in calgary don't you agree like there's no dangerous neighborhoods yeah, yeah. generally we are much safer than the states yeah we are proud of that, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean we don't have issues here, right? Mm-hmm. So I got a suggestion from my friends, from realtors, say, Northeast is not that safe, relatively. Mm-hmm. So, so I chose uh, Northwest, great. And then close to the IRT, uh, so I live in Upper Lake now. I was trying to guess where you live based on what you just said. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just, yeah, just five minutes walk to the train station. So I used to walk to the station like, like that. So it's... Uh, and uh, I take my, that or my realtor, I take him only twice, just visit the house twice. Yeah. So the first time I said the house list price is a little too high, I will mm-hmm. see it 25,000 lower. Mm-hmm. And uh, he asked me to give an offer. I said, I don't feel respectful. So I waited. 10 days later, my realtor gave me a call. See, they dropped that price exactly to my expected price. So I say, give, give them a full price offer. And is that what you did? Yes. Oh, nice. Well done. <laughs> Very good. What year was that, roughly? Uh, 2010. 2010. Good. Yeah. Excellent. Very nice. <laughs> okay, good. And so let me just ask you a few questions about sort of being like, I had a few, I reached out to a few friends and they asked me, hey, I said, what would you like to know about your next mayor? And so one person asked a funny question. Are there any plans to ask the stupid international art projects and frivolous spending on the thereof? And he wrote, we absolutely have more than enough talented local artists, many of whom do not receive enough support. And those internationals were an insult to our taxpayers, you know, a slap on the face to local artists. And he said, you know, there's my rant. But, um, <laughs> and I think that refers maybe a little bit to the blue circle that like most yeah. Calgarians are very are familiar with. Any thoughts on that? <laughs> yes. I made a, a two minutes video. I posted that on Twitter two weeks ago. Mm. Within a few hours, I got a 4,000 view. <laughs> So that's regard- about what? That, yeah. that uh, video is about uh, Buffalo Tower, the mm-hmm. Blue Ring, mm-hmm. the Bear Ring, a Forest Lawn Lift Station, and the Peace Bridge, for sure. <laughs> I'll have to have a look so, at that. And also that uh, Wishing Well. Mm-hmm. Out of all six of them, Peace Bridge is a beautiful one. It is. I would say Peace Bridge is beautiful. The other, I would say, not that beautiful, but the Peace Bridge is too costly. It should be only a $4 million bridge. And how much was it? 24 and a half. 24 and a half million, million dollars? Yeah. 
And oh, within a few I, years, I don't want to think that because I like I actually yeah. like I get some pride and excitement every time I pass the Peace Bridge. Like I love it. But yes. now that I know it would cost twenty-four million dollars, I think I'll be a little less excited. Yeah, and within a few years, we spend another one million for repairment. Really? That's because of the new. design doesn't fit with the weather here. No, that okay. is kind of a. Stupid, I will say. But you, you, are you right? Most of them don't have much involvement of our local artists. Mm-hmm. Like a before tower. If they have a locals involved, we will not have that there. Interesting. How about bike lanes? It sounds like, you know, you like the LRT, you like, uh, you know, versus driving your car. But where do you stand on bike lanes and uh, an urban sprawl? Yeah, I stand against bike lane. Against. It's not, I don't like that. I Michelle's, I not, like- Michelle's not going to be happy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Many people will not be happy. How many friends are bikers? They argue with me. I said, I'm not arguing with you. I prefer medium-sized town. I don't like those million people, big city. Because you enjoy that a lot. You know your neighbors, you feel safer, right? Mm. But you don't blame that you live in a bigger city because there are more opportunities, right? Right. But the problem is we can't afford that space for backlog. We can't afford that. Mm-hmm. Too costly for our traffic. It's not the construction cost. It's a space. We don't have that. You yep. see the traffic here on Deerfoot, right? Mm-hmm. We, we literally we don't have that. So that is a problem. So I'm not against those any infrastructure for anyone. But as a city, we don't have that space. That's maybe, I'm not totally against, I mean, we need to be times more cautious than we did last few years. See that like, like on Fifth Street, not many people ride a bike there every mm. day, but the traffic is disaster. Right. So that is that. I said, there's nothing 100% wrong, nothing 100% right, but mm. we should find the balance, but the, that balance is not toward backlash. Okay. That's my position. Oh yeah, there I have lots more questions. Open sprawl. Still the same issue here. Yeah, I think we, we answered that kind of. Go ahead. Yeah, it's because of city, uh, that's uh, actually housing is our city's liability, but uh, we are, our city feels like uh, get involved too deep into there. Calgarians mm-hmm. are, are struggling, and actually that's a lot about business. You can't leave the market to that. You just offer them a direction, mm-hmm. and you don't push all communities to give up their green land for those developers. That is wrong. Let the business do their job. Persuade our communities. Don't push them by our government. Let people feel we elected the government, they go against us. That is wrong. Okay, a few more questions here. I like to think of these as rapid fire questions. So let's try yes. to be like quick on the answer and we'll just move on, <laughs> get some real stuff. Okay. Um, just to, uh, to protect our listeners' times. What do you believe the primary role of a mayor is? Mayor's role is uh, take a position for the majority of the public, not only for today, but also for the future. And uh, another big part of his job is to convincing all the other 14 city councils. If he can't, he should only be qualified at most as a city council. Interesting. Well, how His do you job con- is to persuade, yeah. uh, convincing the other. If he can't, I will say he failed his job. You don't leave a city councils fight with each other and also fight against all you as a mayor. Hmm. Interesting. Thank you. You said your first day in the mayor's office, who are you calling to set up meetings with? The first day, I don't know the rules in the city, but uh, in the city hall, but uh, I would love to have a short meeting with all newly elected city councils. I will ask their permission to give them a presentation, 
show them all cities' issues. I have data, you know, I have a chart. I have a nearly 20 years cities annual report analysis. I will show you the, the cost of Greenland. They didn't tell us. And uh, why the arena is, uh, there's no fair deal for arena. I will tell them, I will convince them. That's, that will be my job. Whatever the position they take now, I respect that. They have the rights. But when, we, when I got elected, that will be my job to convince them. Mm -hmm. Because I trust them. They are loyal to all people. That's a foundation for me to convince them. Interesting. Wow. Okay. And how come you have the skills or the tools to do that? I'm just curious. Why do you have that? Yeah, that's something I didn't notice that for many years in my life. Mm -hmm. But the recent few years changed me a lot. I had quite a few interactions with the provincial, federal government, quite a few of them, quite a few lawsuits, complaints, and, re and uh, I was representative to people. And I went a lot, I went over the law firms, I have the government officials apologize. Some got fired because they violated the law, mm. criminal code. Mm. And uh, I don't enjoy that. I'm not happy to see them in trouble, whatever, because they are all people. Mm -hmm. I see them as all the people. The problem is during that experience, I got a unique vision of uh, the root of our issues here, our social mm -hmm. issues here. Yeah. So now it's like, uh, I know what is our problem and what is the solution, but I, I know that, but if I keep silent and uh, fail to tell you, to help you, I feel guilty. Mm -hmm. It's like you are my friend. I know mm -hmm. you're doing wrong, but uh, I refuse to take any action. Right. And in heart, I know I should tell you, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. And then I feel guilty. So if I don't, I will not feel the burden. But now, because I know that, now I feel the burden to help the city. Especially last year when Nancy said he had no concern of that 11% can't pay their, pay their property tax. Right. And that gave me a clear answer. He failed us already. I have to take the burden to kick him out. Not personally. Mm -hmm. not, I, we deserve a mayor better than him, hopefully better than me. Yeah. But if not, I take the blame. Wonderful. Thanks. Will you manage your own social media, hire someone to do it, or quit altogether? Social media is uh, it's beyond my reach. I contact a few, maybe because they don't know me. Maybe there's too many well-known candidates, keep them busy. Mm. Also, maybe because I provided the information too much, they can't afford that. Like uh, that uh, 16 years of city's annual data, right? Mm -hmm. Probably too much. Maybe they don't agree with me. Maybe they don't get used to that data, that kind of analysis. So they have tons of reason to ignore me. But uh, I don't blame them. I take the blame. I step out. I will take any chance and every chance to win this election so that to keep my promise. Wonderful. What languages do you speak? I speak Mandarin. And English? What and else? English. Uh, no else. <laughs> it's too much oh, already. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't speak Mandarin. And I try, I've tried very, very hard to learn French and Spanish and even a little Bengali very unsuccessfully. Well, name this is a little test question. Name three communities in each quadrant of the city as fast as you can. Go. Oh, Somerside, Arbor Lake, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Wait a second. Let's start in the Northwest. Three communities. Tuscany, Royal Oak, Hawkwood, Simcoe Acre. Okay, well, let's go Northeast. Northeast, three quadrants. 
Yeah, no three. I'm not familiar with her. I see them as a whole community. <laughs> we need to work on that. <laughs> yeah, yes. Okay. Well, um, and what? Okay. Well, let's let's move on then. We're really kind of coming to the end of this. Uh, what are some asks you might have of our listeners, and how can people reach you? First, we have those well-known candidates. I hope people can be satisfied with them, take the position to vote for them. But if uh, they expect some better than them, those candidates. And they need to reach out to the candidates, especially during the pandemic, because from, we have 20 mayoral candidates. Yeah. Most of us don't have that much funding, don't have hundreds of thousands of funding. Yeah. Yeah. If tough. you get that funding, people may, may be kind of curious, who is your supporter? Who is your supporter? Yeah, I mean. And what's the, way, what's the best people, way for people to reach out if they have questions or if they want to support you? Or, for example, if they want a lawn sign? What's the best way to get people to reach out to you? Yeah, best way is, for, is uh, from, uh, I would suggest people to go through election coverage website. Right, your, your contact so, information's there, yeah. Yeah, so they can find all the candidates, mayoral candidates, take a few minutes, and they can get uh, some idea for most of us. And uh, there are uh, candidates uh, information like my website, Twitter, everything there. So, right. and also email. So That's I right. answer all the questions. Yeah, and if you just Google uh, Calgary mayoral candidates, that yeah. pops up every time. Yes. Yeah. Well, any last, um, any last uh, things for our viewers? Any last request or ask of the audience? Yeah, I hope this time, especially it's, uh, facing the challenge of the pandemic, I don't feel it very respect respectful to knock people's door during the time, right? Mm -hmm. Some people don't care the 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 COVID, some care a lot. Yes. I respect that. And so I hope people can take some time with the power of the internet, check out yourself. Very so good. make sure you don't vote for a guy supported by some uh, parties or some uh, big corporations, whatever you, you, you suspect, figure that out yourself, figure that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't need to leave all those work to media mm -hmm. or to the candidates themselves. So it's better you figure out who I am. Now let me tell you who I am. I don't have that resources. Since I filed my nomination, I contacted each, every mayoral and council candidates. Mm -hmm. Over 80, I'm in contact with over 20 of them. Some call me every week, mayoral Good. candidates. Nice. Mayoral candidates. So because this election is for the city, it's not for me. Mm -hmm. So whatever information you want from me, questions, no problem at all, whoever. I treat everyone the same, even our mayoral candidates. I ask people to reach out through the internet, figure out who is your ideal candidate, and question them. If you have questions, ask them. Make sure you vote a guy who deserves your trust. Excellent. So I run the election is because I can't find one. At any moment, if I find one who worth my endorsement, I can quit and support that guy because his election is not about me. Mm -hmm. It's about us as a city. Wonderful. Well, listen, I want to thank you for standing up for our city, you know, with putting your hand in the air and, you know, believing in, in our city and you know, standing up to lead our city. I think it's an honor and a privilege to speak to you today. And I wish you all success in the election and onwards, Charlie. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you very much for your care of the city and our election. I hope more people can get involved. Thank you. Great. We'll keep in touch and we'll be watching closely. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye now.